Hello, dear listeners. Uh, this is a very, very special episode of Private Parts, uh, talking to Strictly dancer Nikita Kuzman. Now, if you watched last series of Strictly, you might remember him. He was paired with Tilly Ramsey. He's also Ukrainian, and he came into the studio to talk about the current situation in his home country. Um, he's an incredible guy, and he's just come back from Poland to collect his grandmother, who has had to flee her home country of Ukraine. Here he is, now on the podcast, Nikita Kuzman. I, I love your uh, your hoodie sweater whatever you know. it's, nice. like a, it's like a like shirt, shirt. It's nice a sh- a it's like a warm one wait nice. Nikki what about my jumper it's lovely I saw it as well there you go well uh, you have a smiley no, thing yeah. isn't it he there saw was, it <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah yeah I saw it <laughs> There was no compliment. Don't, don't Why was there no compliment? Up, don't <laughs> there was no compliment. What is that? It's definitely there. I like it. It's all right. Yeah, I, I, I made it early. You just didn't hear it. You know, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> I go through phases at the moment where I want to wear like different things. So at the nice. moment, I'm going through like a streetwear. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Stage. Is that what that is? Yeah. New Balance. So, but this, so this is street. Yeah. New. Je- also, jeans for me. I don't know. As a dancer, you might find it. Do you like wearing comfy clothes? I. I love wearing. I like these clothes. trousers. Yeah, see, I, like I love wearing graphic clothes, and and always some kind of socks, some kind so- of socks are important. Socks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, boots without socks is yeah. not, not the one. But how old are you, Nikita? Now you're twenty four now. You're twenty four. Twenty four, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm thirty three, and when you get much older, you're then so. I just like everything for me is about comfort now. Whereas before it was mm. about like looking good and <laughs> you're not eighty. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, 20 Do you have to eat like soft food as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anything too hard. <laughs> yeah, I actually do feel that way at the moment. I feel really <laughs> old. like only from the throne. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And loads of Viagra. Foot, that's, that's, that's all it is. Soft food and Viagra. Your next book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a catching title, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nikita, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, um, guys. Look, you know, firstly, just, wow, what an incredible dancer. Did You, oh, you came into, you. I, I, I obviously watched the whole series of Strictly. I was in it the year before. Was it? Were no, you? Yeah, really? I, I was in uh. the year before. Do you not know this? I'm joking. Okay, I'm, I'm, joking like, I'm joking with you. I, was, you I really hope you didn't know then. <laughs> that would have hurt his ego so no, much. No, 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 no. I saw it. I saw it. You were incredible. Was uh, it was And just... Incredible entertainment, I'd say. <laughs> but it was amazing. I tell you what you were, you're so good at doing is it's your communication with your partner. That's key because it's so easy to just get yeah. distracted. And especially, you know, were you nervous when you started doing it? Absolutely. I mean... First of all, I got so lucky to have somebody like Tiri for my first yeah, she's year. She's great. She's such a good time and we went along straight away. And this helped me in general just to start the season from the right foot and just go along. Um, but of course I was nervous. I mean, it's just, it's the biggest show on television. Yeah, yeah. You get so nervous. You get, and, and the thing is, you see all the cameras, you see all the people, and then you're alone on the dancing floor. I mean, you know how it feels. It's terrifying. Uh, it's honest, you have no idea. I can and then, do then then they have this one minute of the VT, right? When you go onto the floor and before you start dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awful. And you just forget everything blank. Yeah. Even blank. someone like you. Yeah, because it's so different. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to competing. Yes, of course, I did also strictly in Germany. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's still a different world. It's still a different world. Because in competition, you're, you kind of do it from... I'm doing it since I was four. So I'm used to competing. It's like, it's just second nature. Mm. And when you're doing something so different, when you're coming onto the floor, it's dark. And everybody's watching. And you know that there is like 12 or 10 or even 8 million people watching mm. you. 
it's just yeah it's it's mad but also what i couldn't get over is that your hair was always in your face and you do this thing where you have to flick it back every and i was like just cut it off what is it i don't know how you see anything look i'm i'm known for now for my hair yeah for taking the shirt off yeah 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 um yeah the that's, mic that's was swinging i'm that? the, the mic swing yeah, yeah thank you thank you for reminding me there was this moment where I, I, I i'm speaking for you but there was this moment where i think you thought this is it i gotta go out with max so you're like rick just shut up yeah. and the mic yeah. goes yeah. flying yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. amazing no, but did, did, it was huge i mean it was yeah. it was amazing i just felt that at that time, I just felt that we were in the dance-off. And you know also a lot oh, about yeah, dance-offs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the dance-off, you just give it all. So where did you learn dance? When did you start dancing? Uh, I started when I was in Ukraine, when I was four. Um, my sister started a couple of months before me. I wanted actually to do karate. Karate? Yeah. Instead of dancing? Yeah, but... Um, but you were forced into dance. <laughs> I, I was not forced. I was not really accepted in karate. Really? I, yeah, I couldn't do the forward role. It's and hard doing that role. I, I remember the first time I ever tried to do it. I and do it I, I literally... Sorry, I, you can't I, do I, the role. What is it? I, I, I jumped in the air and basically broke myself in half. They were like, <laughs> no. what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you couldn't do the forward role, so it didn't work. And we had actually one of the choreographies now with, with Jason, and uh, he was building this beautiful group choreographies. And I had to do the forward role, which is the simplest thing, right? Yeah. And I actually, I, like, when I knew that the next day you're going to have to make this forward role, I prepared myself. I, we were in this hotel bubble, and I was just forward rolling in my room over and over and over. So I kind of learned this. So that, now it's okay. Now it's okay. <laughs> I did a TV show, which was called um, I Like the Way You Move. And it was a BBC Three show. And um, there was a guy on the show, his name was Moseth. And on the actual night of filming it, he did a forward roll and, bro I saw, and broke I, his shoulder. He snapped his shoulder. He it was savage. <laughs> and we all stopped. But he did a roll where <laughs> he was so into it, no. he did half a flip on <laughs> That's oh, what I did. Onto his back. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah. wasn't there so much like build up to it, and then he oh just broke god. his shoulder? Oh god! So, so you're four years old. You're dancing in Ukraine, and then you just then continue doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's to be fair, it's the only direction I ever had in life. It was always so clear that mm. this is supposed to be the path. This is supposed to be the thing, and. Even when we be changing countries, I mean, I've been living in Italy, then in Denmark, back back to Italy, back to Ukraine, Italy, then Germany, now kind of UK, kind of mm. Germany. It's always been so clear that this is what I have to do. And from when I was four and, you know, it's always been, been between school and dancing. Mm. Like it's been nothing else. Wow. That's very fortunate. Because uh, so yeah. many people, we, we actually spoke about this earlier. Purpose. Pe people mm. don't know what, they were, what they're supposed to do until they're like 30. <laughs> Yeah, Whereas you kind yeah. of you kind of had this like set goal yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, um, it's, I'm, it's a lot I'm, of pressure I'm a, from a young age as well. It is, and I I'm so grateful for everything and everything my parents have done for me. And it's, it's in general, it's just a blessing to have everything we have in life. But um, I find it as well that I would have loved when I was a kid at least to have enjoyed uh, being a kid, being a kid a bit more. Oh, was it was it quite rigorous then, like training a lot and just kind of? Jeez, outrageous! It's a you, you're it's, a professional. It's everything. It's like I was always just coming from school, um, having one hour homework with yeah. my grandma, with my yeah, with so mostly with my grandmother. You're doing the foxtrot back from. <laughs> no, and then straight away into the metro by myself and onto the other side of the city of the other city of Kiev. It's a mm. it's a big city of Kiev, it's London, and just traveling, training, finish training, home, 
next morning again school that is such incredible commitment from a young age that is yeah and it teaches you what you need to do almost yeah. in life in order to get somewhere right you have yeah, that absolutely. discipline but you speak of um your grandma as well who um had to trek you know this i mean we can get into it, this horrific thing which is going on in ukraine yeah. at the moment yeah um and Nikita, i just want to hear from your own words um from someone whose family is there who grew up there mm. what are your what are your thoughts on the whole situation? What are you thinking? I mean, it's honestly, it's just like one word is heartbreaking. It's every single time you see pictures and videos and, and, and especially when you actually see videos from the streets when you've been growing up and walking and your memories are from just from like a normal life. Mm. And now you see everything just being demolished and people just heartbroken and running away and yeah it's it's just terrible and i've been now um i actually i got didn't get to experience it live in ukraine but i i went to poland um mm. to pick up my grandma and I, I was at this train station um and i could just see the faces of of, of of people who are fleeing which are mostly 99 percent women and kids mm. right mm. so i could see right in front of me was this small family was like mother and two kids and she was just looking for any hope um and it, it's, it's just honestly it's just heartbreaking it's it's unfair it's unfair yeah. it's not right it's it's just terrible. It's terrible. It almost feels unreal. Like it's just so nuts to think this it, is, is it, happening. Like it felt it's, unreal. It's, it's mad. It, it really felt is. Unreal. But it, but also I heard that you know your your grandmother you met um, in Poland. But correct me if I'm wrong. She trekked eight kilometers. Yeah. Two over two days. Yeah, yeah. And how old is she? She's now 76, 77. She, she's 70, 76, 77 years old. You the know, thing is, why, sorry, I'm going to stop you. Yeah, yeah, go. The thing is, why it was so impressive, um, especially for us, because she had an operation last year uh, and she couldn't walk. She wow. couldn't walk. And like, that's why we spent also so much uh, time last year in Ukraine with her. She was just starting to get better this year. Mm. And she just started to get like small, small, very small trips to right out of our house, our apartment blocks. Um, I don't know, 100 meters to the supermarket and back. That that's was been, it. That was it. And that was already really hard for her. And when we knew that there is a possibility for her to go out at seven in the morning on, on that day and travel with the bus throughout the whole country. And this is going to be dangerous. We knew which cities are being attacked and we knew which roads are actually the, the Russian military shooting civilians and cars who are trying to escape. Oh my God. Um, and then by the end of this, if she would have made it, we knew that there is this eight kilometer walk, which we were thinking how is she gonna do it mm. and i was already on the way because like i took my car from frankfurt to to the border and i was already like four hours in of yeah. this 13 hour trip and my mama my mama just sent me a message um that my grandma just walked it she just made it she's on the uh, she crossed the border she just made what? everything in in a second she just went 
What she a just boss. did it. She, she, she just, just did it. Nailed it. Wow. Uh, we still don't know how. We sh- we're saying to her that she's been faking it all along. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it's not yeah. true that she has those problems and those yeah. operations are fake. But um, honestly, it's. I think it's just your instincts. You know, like yeah, your survival that instincts. Survival instinct. Yeah. yeah it's so strong. Kicks in. Um, but it, but how, how is she now? Like, what, what what she said about the whole situation. I mean, it must be quite interesting what, to hear her perspective on. Yeah, you know, and also at seventy six years old, that that is the time in your life where you can okay, my my family are okay, that's fine. I kind of I you know I done now. I get time to relax to myself. And yeah. what she's doing is she's traveling across the Ukraine to flee somewhere which is her home. Yeah, and that's what I think is so awful that people are being mm. pushed away from all these places. This is kind of the thing which I'm we are right now experiencing with. Um, the other side of um, my family with my grandmother and my granddad and my aunt which are still in Kiev um, because the the site of the city which has been attacked in those days it's been where my grandma who now fleed who's mm-hmm. now in Italy with my family and so she saw and heard and she was there mm-hmm. so you don't want to like especially with I find uh, with a lot of friends and their, their grandparents they don't want to leave because it's their home and they're saying I would rather stay here and well whatever happens happens mm. you know this is my home this is everything I have mm. um, and once mm. my grandma experienced it a bit um, not just from television because it's already from television it's just I don't know I've been crying for two weeks and every time I, yeah. I still now when I see it and I have lots of friends there and lots of actual people who I've been competing in and I grew up in and we've been yeah. sharing, I don't know, meals together and going to training camps together. And, mm. and up until you don't experience it, most of the grandparents don't really want to leave, except they have like lots of grandchildren who are small. Mm-hmm. So this happens now with my other side of the family, where they are on the other side of the city and they still haven't experienced it live. And we're now trying to convince them every single day to get out of it because it's about to happen. It's about mm. like we all know everybody. It's like if you were just watch the news, everybody knows what's about to happen to the capital, um, which is they're about to take it and take it. Do you think that that's what's, that's what's about to happen? Yeah. If they're not going to take it, they are still going to use even more of the illegal arms because they're now uh, launching those illegal missiles, mm. right, which are... For oh forbidden even God. even during war so it's almost like the more resistance that the ukrainian yeah. fighters put up the more bombardment yeah. they're gonna yeah. the more of the city is gonna yeah. be destroyed yeah is that illegal even during war to use yeah. those missiles yeah so they, it's a war, they, it's they're using war like crime. thermo yeah it is war crime. thermo yeah. barrack missiles or something which is what, terrible like yeah what does that what, why what is it they, they like i think creates like a heat vacuum or something it's they're this pretty, is one of the pretty thing. frowned upon yeah. like, just really destructive shouldn't be used really yeah and then there is i forgot now how it's called in english but there is and they've been using it from the beginning of the war um so you have missiles which you can just launch on things and target right and then yeah. you have those forbidden missiles which it's just like a missile and then it splits it's in like, many parts like a cluster why a cl- yeah. exactly why is it forbidden because that's when you start to hit civilians yeah oh my god and they're still doing and they're doing far worse than this you know and we can we can talk about that we can talk about molesting women we can talk about a lot of things which are this is what the russian russian troops are doing that they're just going through villages and towns molesting and just i mean i don't want to say that everybody does it. no of course not yeah it's just there is a lot of 
things happening which shouldn't be happening and how do you feel i mean like you said you've been crying for two weeks but also you know that that is way that's your home so how does it make you feel are you angry are you are you obviously there's sadness all those different things but i suppose what mine would be is just pure anger the only moment when i have actual anger because i i just don't like to experience anger so i try Mm. always to find a different emotion um i i the only moment when i experience anger is when i see the friends which i have in russia again mostly dancers that don't know or ignore or just don't know better because of the all the propaganda and all the influence which Mm. is happening Mm. this makes me really angry because it's it's again it's just unfair so you think that the propaganda that's going on in the news in russia is is pushing people that you know towards not even realizing what actually is going on they don't know mostly don't know the only the only like possibility was to know is through the social media and stuff Mm. and even there it gets blocked everything what's in television is controlled it's always been controlled Mm. well and i guess now with all the social media giants pulling away from russia there's going to be no because instagram's being banned right? yeah yeah it's not allowed anymore so people it's are like telegram now only. yeah it's going to be harder for them to access yeah i'm yeah undocted news i guess yeah yeah but it's bizarre that that putin has and i, and I don't want to get political on this because this is more just about the emotional side of things but it's bizarre that uh putin can has convinced himself that this country belongs to russia and this is the reason why it's happening. Yeah, but this, is, this has been going on for so many years. 2014. 14 was, was, the, was the, first, um, the first time that people went in Ukraine went on the street because our ex-president, uh, we've been trying to get into Europe for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying to, I don't want to say get disattached from Russia, but to be more and more independent and get towards the European culture european just just going forward because we see what other countries like poland uh, who you can just see that the streets and infrastructure is just like 20 years in advance maybe Mm -mm. from what we have and we've been just wanting to connect with it right Mm -hmm. we never said like we are enemies with russia or anybody like like now we're just defending ourselves but Mm. we just want to connect we just want to be part of the nato we just want to be part of it right and in 2014 there was uh this president, I don't want to say the name of his name, but um, he just basically uh, said, okay, we don't want a Europe, we want to st- stick with Russia. Mm-hmm. So all the previous years, so many years, we've been trying to somehow to connect, mm-hmm. somehow to do everything for it, they've just been kind of cancelled. So you could have, you had then younger generations who went out to protest. And is that down to corruption, we think? Oh. You're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, what happened there, this is, this is then what started all of it, is people went to protest. Young people went to protest. But then he sent out all the police and military to beat them and to try to shut them up. And this is when I'm telling it very short story because mm-hmm. I don't want to go too much into that. But this is when then you had the whole Ukraine rebelling. Because mm. everybody knew what we wanted. Yeah, I mean, obviously some people disagree, some people agree. But everybody knew what we wanted. Mm. And when 
they saw that this injustice is happening and that they're trying to shut them up, you had the whole country rebelling and there was this revolution happening. And this is when then we have something like a certain thing called Nibesne Sotnia. This is where hungry people died on that night mm. during those combat against against the government. There's a saying for it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's the um, the seventh one hundred because yeah. they they um, they sacrifice their own lives for for. Wow. For for us and for our and this is in 2014. 14 and this is when the president and he flew to Russia, and then started the war over the Donbas area and yeah. So then your president Zelensky uh, comes into power yeah. and starts change things around and then what Putin does he doesn't like this and so then he convinces himself that right the only way to in order to uh, protect himself as he says or his country is yeah. that he has to then attack ukraine yeah yeah in, in in a short story yeah in a short story yeah um it's yeah. it's it's just it's just mad and i just think that also um you know y- y- as you said you have family and people there but who are now trying thank god your grandmother's out um but then you they have to start a new life and all of their friends and everyone it, yeah you know it's, it's so destructive it's in so many ways yeah i mean it's, I think it's something else when you choose to leave a country and yeah. you go to live somewhere else because you want, I don't know, maybe you want a better future, you want a different future, whatever. When you're forced to leave and you just grab a few things and you grab your kids and, mm. and your dog and your cats and you just go and somewhere, mm. where you don't know, mm-hmm. you're just trying to take care of your kids. You're just trying maybe to just to save your own life, right? Mm. Um, I think this is just... And this is what I experienced it again in real life only when I came to Poland. Because mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been already trying to help through the social media to all my friends and like stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you live with them. But when you actually are on... For me, it was that train station. And, mm. and you're between hundreds of your people. And you just see how drenched and how tired they are and and you still have those mothers who are trying to stay strong Mm. because you see how that the kids are just also tired and they don't know what's happening and and Mm. they have to stay strong because if they're not staying strong what what's happening next Mm. right but they also don't know what's going going to do oh my god buddy i'm so sorry like i I mean what i mean that's the (laughs) i mean that doesn't help in any way whatsoever but it's one of those things that it's just so horrendous to to watch you know, yeah. and I speak to my mum all the time, and all my mum keeps saying to me is, "You just have no idea. You don't have. I don't have kids, so you don't have no. You have no idea. If I was out there and it was you, my babies, my boys, yeah. and I had to look after you, I don't know what I would do. And yeah. and it, it's it's typically what is happening is, uh, you know, I think mothers in particular um, are are really sorry. Like my mum is really suffering because she just couldn't, can't believe she didn't know what she would do, mm-hmm. and she feels so helpless for so many people mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That, that all she wants to do is help. Um, and I think it's fantastic that, that it seems like in the UK we are, we are at least trying to, we're putting things on our social media, we are trying to, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I feel like the, especially the younger generation yeah. are really trying to get out there and, yeah. and help things, which is amazing. I found it absolutely, I'm still finding it up to today, um, absolutely fantastic how much media attention and coverage obviously obviously things get always media attention and coverage in the beginning Mm. like everything it's always interesting um 
but actually people are still message me up to, up to today and they're still asking me how can we help how can we do this what else can we do um we're doing now saturday and sundays two charities events which amazing it's just again people trying to do something and they ask us to if you can join of course we can join and you know it's just like there are people trying to help there are people trying to help there are mm. people trying to help and it's just awesome to see it's just really really wow. really awesome to see but all I can say is just love to you, love to your family and love to all of your friends and everyone who, you know, that you know and love and is still there and things like that. And it's just wild. When do you start um, even training for straight? How do you even think about that? How do you process what's going on, but also sort of working at the same time? Yeah, yeah this, is, this is the thing. That is thing. the toughest thing. It must be thing. so tough having that in the back of your mind yeah. or even at the front of your mind and <laughs> then trying to train, oh. which I know is rigorous and a nightmare from, Absolutely. from Jamie's experience. Yeah, how do you even so. do that? Uh, this is something that I had to, because obviously you experience different emotions and you you try to deal all the time in life with different kind of anxiety mm. and whatever. Um, but this but is <laughs> this is next level, right? This been for like it's obviously for the first time that happens this kind of thing, and we was we were still going to training and we because we have uh, competitions coming and events coming and shows and. Even when we were going to those practices to the training stations the mind was not there at mm. all at all because like we were 24 7 even like on the phones or on tv like you are still 24 7 in it mm. mm -hmm. and i just remember we were coming to the training station and we were just discussion and we we're having a discussion between us yeah over things which actually don't matter but that's because of how much stress you build up on how much emotions you have and then we were throwing a bit of emotions on on, on each other, and which yeah. which has obviously nothing to do with anything. But that's also when I a bit, uh, took it for for myself that um, I s have to separate because I don't want to completely ignore the situation. I still want to try to help and still give everything I have. Yeah. But I also have to do my work. I still have to manage both parts. This is the, the whole point. Your sort of instincts, right, are to drop everything. Yeah. And go, this is what I want to do yeah. to help. Yeah. But that doesn't, you know, the, the upsetting thing, I suppose, is that even you, you're helpless. Yeah. You, you, you can, okay, you can do your charity things and you can put it on social media and all those kind of things. But dropping everything you do is almost detrimental to yourself. So yeah. you have to keep working yeah. and doing those things yeah. while trying to help at the yeah. same time. Yeah. But then that, the, the thing with dance, the limited knowledge I have in dancing, which I did, the focus is so key. And when you don't have the focus, especially if you're competing, yeah. you're not, you, you can't even compete. Yeah. No, it's, it's basically the training is pointless. If it's pointless, right? Yeah. 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 Um, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was about finding a new kind of balance between, okay, now this is the time when I'm helping. This mm -hmm. is the time when I'm mm -hmm. spending it on social media, reading messages, answering charities, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And this is the time when I, I go away. Usually I've been, I'm always calling my mother on the way to training. I'm not calling my mom because I know that we are only going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm putting on music. I'm focusing 100% on this. Wow. I'm dedicating my three hours to this, to training. Once I'm out of it, okay, now I can again focus on this, wow. right? Because if not, it was, I just found, and I don't know if it's, if it's a bit selfish to say that it just was, was eating me, even though I'm not in the situation. But you have um, to be the strongest version of yourself, right? To be able to help yeah, the people. And that, so if you're, well. if you're allowing situation to destroy you, then, then you're useless, right? Yeah. So I think splitting the two like that is, is the wisest thing to do for sure. Yeah.
100%. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's 100% that way. And um, I admire you a lot. I don't Thank think you. at your, your age... Um, I'd be able to do that and handle it. I, you know, I can't handle you know s- sleeping in a dark room, let alone hmm. doing those kind of things while doing. The, and I think that's a credit to your mentality from a young age. The fact that you had to go out, then you had to train every single day, you had to go into competitions, and yeah. now what you're doing is yeah. you're in this, and you can balance everything and make sure that everyone is okay while going to pick up your grandmother from the border. I mean, yeah. that is phenomenal. I mean, I can. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if I really can. I'm trying my really real best. And then sometimes you can't. But you, as long as, you know, as long as I try my best, I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part. Um, mm. The fact that if I can or I can't, this is already, this is already. I tell you what, I can't, I can't wait for when Strictly starts again. And you're back on doing that. No, me too. Oh yes, my lord! Is it? Isn't it the? Is it? Can I ask you? Is, is it better? This you've got to go answer this. Is it better than the German version? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, you know you what? Can't say, you can't say. No, yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, Nikita, listen I, I, uh, on on the sun.com tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and also Daily Mail. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be there. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> also I wanna know. Um No, okay. Um I think to be to be honest, if I wouldn't have done if I wouldn't have done the German version of Strictly, yeah. I would have probably never done Strictly Strictly, mm-hmm. the UK version of Strictly. And I wouldn't have done it in in this way because mm. i think I- in germany it was my first season mm-hmm. i had the third and thoughts i i thought if i'm honest now i've been reflecting on it after some yeah, time yeah, yeah. i thought i'm the best i thought i'm i'm ready for everything i don't need to look up on anything i'm mm. i thought i'm just coming in i'm fresh i'm yeah my sister be doing it strictly since 2012 and it's know everything right yeah so that's when i got and then you get hit. Yeah, I got hit. You learned the lesson. Like yeah. a reality check. Like yeah. reality, it's a reality check. check. Exactly. Yeah. And so when I got the call for Strictly, um, I just sat down. I analyzed what went wrong, why it went wrong. Mm. Maybe I was thinking I'm, I'm better than you are. That's what be- always happens at yeah. young age. Yeah, naivety kicks in. Yeah. Like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And so, so this allowed me to prepare yeah. for the Strictly season to come humble, to come, okay, I want to learn. I'm not here to tell everybody how great I am. Yes, I want to show on the on the floor that my partner and I, we are amazing and stuff, but I'm here to learn. It's my first year. I'm going to have to accept that I don't know things, that I have so much still to do, you yeah. know? And, and so I prefer the English version of Strictly. <laughs> okay, there he is. There he is. But... I'm so grateful for the job. <laughs> still going to go on the yeah, Daily Mail. Still gonna go, I can't wait. Uh, Nikita, listen, uh, we've taken up too much of your time and I just want to say a big thank you. Uh, as I said before, I want to send all of my love and prayers to, to your family, to your friends, to every single person. Um, Charities-wise, where can the listeners all go to? I, obviously, your social media pages, we're going to leave all the links below and all things, but what, what charities and ways to help and anything that you're doing yeah. at the moment that you want to shout out about? Um, first of all, charities is uh, quite a few ones which are good. You have the National Bank of Ukraine who is helping directly. It's it's a charity. Uh, it's not the bank. Um, it's a bank who is doing that charity for the mm-hmm. war because only it, it's the only thing which matters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're suppo- the supporting both the army and the aid. Or, or they're supporting mm-hmm. both things. 
Um, you have UNICEF. I'm not sure if how you say UNICEF. 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 UNICEF, 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 UNICEF yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Italian, it's UNICEF. UNICEF, um, which are great. They're doing an amazing job. You have Red Cross. You have many charities. It's, as long as, in my opinion, as long as obviously you make your research, but as long as you do something, mm-hmm. it's it's great. It doesn't. It matters where, but as long as you just do something, that's the most important. Then you have obviously the drop off points. Um, mm to drop of clothes, things, um, uh, medicine, um, from, I saw just for my com- diabetes community, all the stuff for diabetes. Mm. Um, but this can be anything because right now there is a need for everything, anything and everything, right? Anything is there somewhere you everything. can access like a list of requirements, yeah, like yeah. What's, what's needed? Yeah. I mean, um, I always been just for, so my followers, uh, been, um, they, so, so they could donate. I've been always Googling it because yeah. I was, I was in Germany at the time. So I had no actual knowledge on where you could do it in the UK and I have most, mostly UK following. And so I've been always Googling it, searching up where is the latest uh, drop off points, where is the best ones, where's the latest information. And they always give you the list of things. Amazing. Um, so this one great thing, one way to help. Um, and also as well, just keep posting about it keep talking about it keep discussing about it just don't stay silent you know don't ignore the problems at, at the beginning when when we first started speaking you spoke about kiev being the size of london and, yeah. I, and immediately i like was snapped into thinking like shit this, this to me as well do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. it makes it very real yeah it's i actually scary. posted the video on on instagram where somebody edited the is video. this in paris where in paris it's being right? attacked yeah attacked. i saw that I didn't see this. And you just yeah, and you, and you just and you just see it, and it's just another perspective because mm. it's something with what you're more familiar with, right? But I actually had those thoughts as well when I was uh, I came from London back to Germany, and I just went out of the car and I just look, and I just for a second imagine the same thing happening here. Mm. Yeah, and it suddenly becomes so real. We're so easy as humans. We're so easy just to almost believe that it's not realistic because yeah. it's not in our home yeah that's why when we you know you see movies and movies are in london you go oh it's a bit more it's yeah. sort of more interesting almost yeah. and unless it's happening in your home but as you said it's not that far it's not far at all no. and keep going keep the noise up and it doesn't matter um if the, how much you know or how limited you know just not staying silent is key and absolutely. helping as much as absolutely. possible absolutely and this way uh, as well there is um this new thing which i've been spending most of my latest days um is if you have a chance, if you have a chance to give home to a refugee family, which again are mostly yeah. women and kids, um, there is a link on the gov.uk where, where you can just apply for a home. You can, you're going to then meet the family and like, uh, I think you get like a 350 pound per person after as well, bonus. And, but it's just, if you have a chance to help in any way it doesn't matter what you do mm. if you have a chance to help in any way please do it that's amazing i tell you the biggest hero is Zelensky. Mm. your prime minister mm. oh my god mm. comedian and was on criminal strictly come dancing listen <laughs> listen i, I never a, liked him i never did you never liked, like him no because <laughs> I, I, I mean he's a comedian i've been watching him yeah. from when i was a kid yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. on, the, on the, like the most funny channel and but isn't it amazing what he's doing I think it's huge. I think it's absolutely beautiful. And the the way he communicates with people mm. and keeps inspiring. Really? You, you know, like the 
the only reason why the Russian army hasn't won is because they're not fighting against the Ukrainian army. They're fighting against the whole Ukraine. Mm. We have so many volunteers wanting wow. to go and defend the country that they're not getting accepted anymore. Mm. They're not really, it was that many? Every, because it's like not everybody, but like most, most people. And there are women, there are, there are mostly men, obviously, but there are also women who have their kids. And there is so many people that they're not getting accepted even anymore. Wow. Yeah. And this is the only reason why we are still, we are still defending and we are still there. That is amazing. Nikita, thank you so much for coming on Private Parts. We're going to leave your Instagram, all the charities, everything in the thing below. Not an incredible dancer. A hu I, I just admire you a huge amount and just a wonderful person. Nikita, thank you so much. Everybody, we'll see you next episode. Goodbye! Okay, guys, that was our chat with Nikita. Um, wow. I think we can all agree an incredible guy. To recap those organizations Nikita mentioned, you can donate to the Red Cross, UNICEF, the Disasters Emergency Committee, or the National Bank of Ukraine. Um, honestly, if you can give anything at all, anything at all, like he said, anything, please do. Thank you so much for listening, and see you guys soon next Wednesday when we have a bonus. Lots of love.